Hello, everybody. My name is Raul Ramirez. I'm with the Catch Wrestling Alliance, and we strive to help you to elevate your grappling. But as a result, we together can keep real wrestling alive. Welcome. Thank you for watching and listening. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Twitch. And you can get us here at any of the you know podcasting outlets, you know, like I I whatever, <laughs> and uh, you know, um, what Google Podcasts and uh, whatnot. Oh, definitely Spotify and all that. Um, so uh, it should be easy for for anybody anybody to reach us. I mean, but if you want to get the podcast directly from our website, you can definitely go easily to catchwrestlingalliance.com. It is all there for you. So I want to give a little bit of a update about what's going on. Um, so we have a UCLA uh, catch wrestling class that uh, scheduled to start, um, you know, was it like uh, next week or so, but it's going to get pushed back a little bit because or an, an extra week or so because of uh, the COVID surge we're having in this country. So the university wants to uh, just push everything back uh, to in you know in person stuff. Just push it back an extra week. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, it doesn't get pushed back any any more. But uh, just letting people know about that. So with without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's subject, which is really cool. I think a lot of people don't know too much about this part of history but is actually a really cool um just amazing part of history uh about an, an amazing man who ultimately uh, you can think of as like the the person who created the the actual american or what we what i often refer to as like the american lineage of catch wrestling uh this man's name is tom connors he uh, was born in Lancashire, England. Um, so that is where catch wrestling came from. Uh, sometimes you can even call cat or sometimes catch wrestling has been called Lancashire wrestling uh, because they named it after the region where it was developed. And so it wasn't it wasn't um, developed in that one village of Wigan, but one of the most famous uh, Lancashire wrestling schools was in Wigan. And that's the one that we refer to often. Um, and, you know, Billy Riley's gym, or sometimes people call it the snake pit Wigan and all that. Um, so, um, but that, that is because Wigan is one village in that, the Lancashire region. So this is the region where uh, Tom Connors was born. And this is in the 1800s, right? It wasn't, it wasn't just, uh, you know, 80 years ago or whatever. Um, so this was in the 1800s, but then he came to the United States because after he started wrestling when he was young, wrestling professionally, or at least for bets, because um, that's basically how it was done uh, quite often, where it's like if if two people were going to have a wrestling match, then they would collect bets and then, um, you know, see who could win the the whole pot, right? So two, two people would put their money in and then... Um, you know, they would wrestle to get the entirety of that money. And so Tom Connor started doing that at a very young age and uh, was very successful at it and therefore ended up coming to the United States. Um, and he beat a lot of people and a lot of people that we um, consider like high level grapplers, you know, even to this day. 
um, you know, and, and, and the people, and the one person I want to talk, well, let me just give you a couple names. So, uh, he ended up beating people who kind of, so it's kind of funny because this, he beat Evans, the strangler Lewis, right? So what people need to know is that the strangler wasn't really like choking people. He was using a, a uh, they're using headlock techniques and then they were trying to sell to the crowd as if though he was doing something particularly violent or whatever, but that was not the case. Either way, uh, Tom Connors, a man being only about five foot six in height and about 150 pounds, uh, was able to beat him. Uh, he's also to beat several people, but the one that uh, you need to know about that he beat several times was Martin the Farmer Burns, right? So we talk about Farmer Burns quite often because he became kind of like the one of the kind of like the grandfather or kind of like the father of catch wrestling in the United States because then he ended up uh, coaching other very successful um, catch wrestlers. And then that lineage was then continued down to a man that we call... A man, <laughs> the late great Billy Wicks, um, who then passed on that lineage to a man that is our good friend, my good friend, and I've interviewed him several times, John Strickland, in the on the East Coast in South Carolina. So John Strickland is that that lineage holder that so the lineage still exists today, but it, so but what happened was on uh, Tom Connor's tour of the United States, he met and wrestled against uh, Farmer Burns. Uh, beat him like no problem, actually very fast, uh, which which a lot of people wouldn't really like. Everyone would be a lot of people might be surprised, um, but Connors handled them easily, and the, it turns out it seems like um, you know they actually became good friends, and then they would tour uh, together doing different you know wrestling shows, um, also different different types of shows because it turns out actually I, I would like to like. I would like to, um, well, I'm working on getting a historian in here about that time because it seems like there was a lot of really cool entertainment things that uh, Connors and Martin Burns were into. Connors in particular, he ended up doing like vaudeville stuff and so all those types of um, entertainment uh, things and then also, of course, the sports stuff. So um, not only did Connors do wrestling, um, he also did like, seems like some kind of uh speed walking type competition stuff like that really weird they uh, i think i think it's like a speed walking type of thing but they use a different name at that time he was doing all kinds of uh, physical activities and actually one of his uh things which is which probably resonates uh even down to uh frank gotch because gotch was an avid runner uh, connor's really believes in the whole cardio thing and um, like making sure that you do your your miles, you know, get get out there and uh, do your cardio. Um, it could have been a thing that maybe that if Gotch wasn't already doing it, maybe he was influenced. Because um, what happened was is that uh, Gotch, or sorry, not Gotch, but Farmer Burns and Tom Connors ended up spending a lot of time together. And this is why a lot of people, um, you know, talk about um tom connor's being you know farmer burns's like catch wrestling instructor right they did spend a lot of time together they worked together eventually right after after they met and and uh and burns got beat um you know they ended up they must have 
you know, they must have liked each other, and then they ended up working together for different entertainment uh, things. And uh, definitely want to try to get a historian because I've heard a lot of these stories, and I don't want to tell them wrong. I rather you hear it from uh, the straight from the horse's mouth. But but Tom Connors in particular lived an amazing life, and I hope that um, we can kind of share this with you. Um, but anyway. Tom Connors, because he was such a successful athlete in a couple uh, different sports, then he was asked to write his like his book on how to become a better athlete. And that book was published in 1890, and it's called The Modern Athlete by Tom Connors, right? So uh, I think we'll kind of uh, go a little bit into it. So I want to kind of uh, talk about what um, he believes are the keys to success in catch wrestling, which I think you might be... Might might be interested in um so this is closer towards the beginning of the book so i think today we'll we'll kind of keep it towards like what he says in the beginning of the book later in the book he talks about different sports and um kind of like how to train so that and that, i think this is why he calls his book the modern athlete because one of the things he says is that you know back in the old days which is really interesting because like this book is written in 1890 so uh, that would be like the old days for us, but um, you know they were still older days, right? So Connors kind of says that, like, oh, back in the old days, all these coaches they would just make people like work out until they collapse, and you know, and then force them to, you know, like work at almost like a like a slave. You know, you just keep doing it, and uh, uh, you know, and the co the coaches there as your uh, you know, like forcing you, yelling at you and all that. And he didn't believe in that. He didn't. And he thought of uh, other types of training, training methods, which he uh, details actually in a big chapter. So I think we'll do that next week, which is really, it's, it's pretty, it's very interesting. But he talks about like, which, which I think resonates today because you'll have people, which kind of reminded me of George St. Pierre, where he's talking about like, he doesn't necessarily train for like, too many hours a day and all that because uh, truly you have to recover but you have to make sure that you're training efficiently so that if you're going to be training less time uh, that you know you, you train effectively all right so I think that's one of the things that um, Tom Connors training methods our methodology that we'll talk about I guess next week um, uh, it, it kind of reflects kind of so there maybe that 1890 was probably maybe the beginning of this shift away from just like slaving away at whatever sport it is and doing the same thing for hours and hours every day, increasing your chances of uh, getting injured and whatnot. So, um, so that's, um, we'll save that for next time. So hopefully you'll be interested in, in that. But this week we'll talk about uh, what Tom Connors believed were the secrets to success in your sport, right? So, um, there's a chapter where um, he talks about the different grappling styles of that time, so including like a judo and whatnot. But he, he goes through quite quite a lot of the different regional styles in England and um, and United States and stuff. So so just so people know that catch wrestling wasn't the only thing people were doing. Um, but he ends up saying that he believes that. When you compare all the different rule sets um, of the different grappling styles, 
catch wrestling is ultimately the one that shows or that tests the athlete the most because again one of the reasons is uh the no choke thing where he kind of talks about that because he'll then separate the chokes um to self-defense which he he there's a chapter on self-defense in his book that we'll go over which is pretty interesting this guy's guy really interesting and like some of the techniques are that he suggests for self-defense are very interesting so i definitely want to share with that so i guess that's a, another week right that's another week later um so um but anyway beyond that um the point so it's like you have like the pins and um you have the submission holds and you have uh this kind of athleticism and this freedom that uh is in the rules of catch as catch can wrestling so tom connors believed that uh catch wrestling in itself um was um like the the highest level of competition right at least with gra grappling stuff and he, he also talks about like yeah you can have you know like running or whatever other types of athletic things that you can compete in but for him you know, since he was a wrestler you know he 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 really valued the wrestling but also talked about the rules i'm going let me go ahead and show you a picture of the book so for those of you who are watching our live stream or you know the video or whatever this is what the book looks like or the cover let's see there you go modern athlete uh focus focus Okay, so let's get to the passage. So I'll read that to you because it's really short. I'm going to pull this up here. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Okay. The rules for catches catch can style are an embodiment of all the best points of the foregoing rules without any of the bad points. And the author, during his long career, has wrestled the great majority of his matches under these rules. And these rules, in my opinion, are framed to test a man's ability to the utmost, though it should be mentioned that to be an expert wrestler in catch-as-catch-can style, it is necessary to have a perfect knowledge of all the different styles. And another most necessary adjunct to success is the following good points gameness, science, endurance, and a cool, clear head, right? What do you think about that? Actually, I should probably just repeat that. Okay, so what does he say? One, to be an expert, you have to have knowledge of the other styles, right? So you have to be kind of, you have to, well, he says perfect knowledge, right? So, um, you know, maybe try them out. You know, try to see if you can't get an understanding of these other styles, right? Uh, the other thing would be gameness, science, endurance, and a cool, clear head, right? So because he says, you know, one thing to have the rules, and I think this is one of the things we talk about where it's like a lot of people understand the rules of catch wrestling, and that's one of the great things about catch wrestling because it's easy to tell a spectator what they're looking at they either win by pin or submission so it's very easy to understand um, but then a lot of people don't quite understand the art of winning by pin or submission so this is a catch wrestling is a, a particular style and it is an art 
It is, um, and it is something that kind of has its own way of of being or doing things. And so it isn't just a rule set, right? Um, so some a jujitsu practitioner can go in and win a catch wrestling match, but that does not make him a catch wrestler. So we have people trying to pass themselves off as uh, like catch wrestlers or whatnot, where they maybe they, you know, whatever, like they know some pins or stuff like that. So, so he's trying to make that clear too that it's like, um, you know, this is this is a style, but you can also uh, become better at it by. Um, say, knowing about other styles. So that means that's also a recognition that there are different styles and different ways of doing things, right? But also then we have the idea of gameness, science, endurance, and a cool, clear head. So let's go ahead and give you guys an official... Um, an official definition here. Okay. So when we talk about like uh, gameness, you know, usually um, um, it's almost just like a, the, the willingness or the adventures or the bravery or the courage to actually compete, right? Or actually do something, follow through with some action, right? So um, that, that again, that is definitely, a, <laughs> um, you know, a, a key to actually becoming successful is actually showing up and not only training, but then when you show up to your competition, you do well, right? So you have, even though you might actually be scared of the competition, um, you know, have like the performance anxiety and whatnot, but you still go through with it and you perform at your best or you give it your best shot, then that's part of the whole gameness idea, right? The next thing is science. So um, not that he's a scientist or anything. You don't have to be a scientist, but that you can think of science uh, also probably like as more like technique and strategy. So knowing that catch wrestling doesn't have the time limits, it will you, that will allow you to use different strategy and techniques to uh, pin the person uh, by uh, or submit the person by wearing them out. Right. So, but you have to have the techniques and the strategy to be able to not get beat yourself and to counter and to wear the other person out, make them do all the work, make them do all the heavy lifting so that eventually when they're tired, then you can beat them. Right. So, that's one of the things. Um, also, endurance. So, he makes a big deal about cardio. Um, Again, like I think a lot of the greats. So I guess apparently, since since Tom Connors was one of the great catch wrestlers of all time, um, he big believer in cardio. So and then also another one of the greats, right? If he if you're watching the video, he's right next to me here. Frank Gotch, big time runner. Um, he had all these, you know, he had all these miles and miles and miles of uh, space to run, um, and he ran right. Um, so he talks about having that endurance so that you can, you know, see, so, so you don't, you don't gas out during your match, really. And a cool, clear head. So this is the last point that he makes. And so it uh, doesn't mean it has to be, um, you know, like physically cold, right? But 
you know, you have to have the whole mindset aspect. So this is something that it seems like um, it has been around, but it's gaining more and more popularity. You actually have a lot of the uh, sports psychology uh, podcasts and uh, sports psychology stuff kind of going on. But this would be considered kind of like the whole mindset uh, sports psychology aspect that back in 1890, Tom Connors was talking about. So it wasn't that people were just like tougher than we are today. Um, it's not exactly true. There's some things about, about that. There, there, there's something to that notion, but it's not exactly true that people were uh, tougher than they are today. Um, there is the mindset, right, that, um, that um, he even alludes to, right? So if he's talking about it, then that means it wasn't just a given that everyone at that time was brave and everyone was fighting. It's just not true. It's really just not true. Just, but but we learn about these exemptions to the rules because they were the they were the ones who actually showed up and did stuff, right? So um, you just have to remember that too in your life. You know, you actually have to show up and do stuff right? so in order uh, to move things ahead and move things along and actually to get into a better place or to solve some problem they might have. That's um, that's that's part of that gameness also that Tom Connors is talking about. But also that cool, clear head is something that um, is becoming a, a big thing and which, at, which it, it's a very important thing and which I think is really amazing that back in 1890, we have one of the best wrestlers um, talking about that because you know he feels it's important and he feels that others should know about that. And, you know, we've also had a few different um, conversations about that in our live stream podcast stuff. So I had, I was at a few years ago, I had a, one of my colleagues, a, a prominent psychiatrist here in Los Angeles, uh, discuss that where it's like, you have to kind of think about when you're competing, like what, what is your reason to be competing, right? And if it's uh, not for yourself and it's not for like if it's not because it's the competition is what makes you happy um, a lot of times these other reasons might not uh, help you right so you have to think of your why and not be like like pushed or not be necessarily um, uh, like not be doing it to just to impress a girl or whatever because your family's forcing you that's like a big one right? where your parents are forcing you they're trying to live through you and forcing you to do something that's uh, never a good reason that's never a good mindset to be in so this is one of the things that again is addressed by tom connors and um he um so you can think oh maybe he's really brave or whatnot but i mean again he recognized that, you know, you have to show up and you have to have a reason, you know, so he had a pretty good reason uh, for doing all, all his activities. I think mo mostly he enjoyed all this stuff. And also he was, he seemed to be very proud that he was born in Lancashire. And uh, he's really, I think he's ultimately really happy to see um, how it spread throughout the world. And he, he mentions that where it's like, oh, the Americans are really doing great at wrestling and a lot of great wrestlers that he met out here. And um, so it wasn't like so much of a competition, like let's shut down the Americans or whatnot. Um, uh, he, 
he was game, right? He was always ready to challenge himself, right? That's kind of one of the things you can uh, kind of take where, um, you know, you don't have to look at everyone like competition so much or like someone to beat down or, or uh, try to destroy, but you can think of these things as challenges, right? Especially if you enjoy doing catch wrestling, uh, if you enjoy competing, uh, then uh, you don't necessarily have to have like any kind of negativity towards it as your your reason to doing it. You could be thinking of it as a challenge, right? Just challenging yourself and having fun. Um, that's probably the the way to keep a cool, clear head, because ultimately that's what's going to keep you focused, and that's when that's what's going to help you in competition. Uh, because if you're if you're just angry or you know like you're you're not able to keep that cool, clear head, then you also become a little bit more blind as to when to like or, or when you can recognize when you can do a counter move or when you can do any kind of um, takedown or whatnot. So you can do an aggressive move uh, uh, being on offense or or you might not know when to counter if you've been taken down or whatnot. So that's part of the cool, clear head. So that's one of the main things uh, that is also very, very important. So um, kind of just to recap, you know, he, Tom Connor's secrets to success is, number one, understanding the different styles, right? And I think this is why um, catch wrestling can be applied to different uh, grappling styles, so like no-gi, and then even in uh, fighting and MMA, because uh, MMA... Uh, allows for a lot of the catch wrestling techniques and even a lot of the catch wrestling strategies. So I think that's one of the things that if people were to um, have like a strong catch wrestling base, then they can easily apply a lot of the catch wrestling principles in other styles, whether it be no gi or MMA. So anyway, that's his first point, like kind of knowing the other styles as well. That's going to help you become a better or more successful in catch wrestling. Um, but also, you know, the gameness, so the willingness to show up, the willingness to compete, um, and then, you know, the technique themselves, right? The, the, the science he calls it, right? And then let me see if there's, besides the cool, clear head, the mindset, let me see if there's one more thing. Oh, endurance. Yeah, you gotta have the endurance. So it's like, uh, you might know a bunch of different techniques, but if you don't, if you gas out before you get a chance to use them, then you've lost, right? So no, no one ever gets to see them, right? So those are his building blocks, right? So know your enemy kind of like with the knowing the other styles, um, understanding the, the, under, the other styles um, and showing up and technique, endurance, mindset. All right. Okay. So I think that was my main point. I spoke for like almost 30 minutes there. So, so hopefully it gets the, the point across. Shin Hee is in, um, is watching from New Zealand and he says, good day, Coach Raul. <laughs> he says, good day, Coach Raul. So I'm, I just envision it being in a, like Australian good day. Um, Marcus James, Lancashire in the house. Thank you for being here. Right. Great to hear from you. Um, Yes, Shinhee. Question: How do you shoot for takedown without banging up your knees? Um, well, you have to set it up, right? And also, too, um, that kind of 
you don't have to. You basically, you, ultimately, you don't have to. If it's banging up your knees, or there's plenty of other techniques. All right. Uh, Marcus James gives you some advice there by saying you'd practice the Indian crawl. In the United States, we call that duck walks. Um, you can try that as well. Daniel Almanza, how do you feel about weight lifting for catch wrestling? It's great. You have to, um, that's how you protect your joints also. Also the stretching. Bonjour. Bonjour, Ryu Ken. Bonjour. Shinhee. I think some weightlifting is a must in all forms of grappling uh, to avoid, I just said, to avoid injury and getting your your body ready. Yep, I agree. Yeah, Robot Jocks. Connors has a cure for freckles in that book. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we'll go ahead and talk about that in another week because it's pretty interesting, pretty interesting. Um, yeah, Marcus James, yeah, Freckles Don't Really Need to Be Cured. Um, it's a really interesting, as I'm saying, it's a really interesting book. Uh, so we'll definitely go over different different subjects about it because, uh, yeah, it is pretty, uh, it, well, even in the training book, they, he kind of gives this really long, detailed uh, training program to get anybody into shape um it's pretty it's pretty interesting <laughs> uh, but but the thing is i think he does have uh, some good points in that it's a lot of stuff that that or a lot of aspects that have been corroborated um with science where it's like um so in the united states we have this organization uh, called the national strength and conditioning association and they do a lot of research in like kind of like the best training methods and whatnot and so when i was a trainer for ucla uh, we relied a lot on their research and um and um kind of and, and also not just ucla but also a lot of their research goes into how our athletes are trained and, and whatnot so different training methods and that's also one of the things that um uh, I, I was kind of trying to uh, talk about earlier um where it's, you don't necessarily have to be doing the same kind of um, uh, like if you if you say if you're doing wrestling you don't have to be only doing wrestling all day and because sometimes this is one thing I kind of disagree with on some some old timers where they say like oh the best uh, conditioning uh, for wrestling or the best way to get wrestling fit is to only wrestle but no it's uh, uh, you do have to get used to it so you do have to do plenty of rounds of of wrestling. But these other things like the endurance, you know, so the 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 rest there, the the cardio stuff, the running or the oh, I don't know, something happened there, right? Okay, so hopefully you can hear me. Um, so hopefully you're hearing. Okay, it seemed to cut off for a second, but you know, we have to be doing um, all these different things. So it's not only doing that one sport all the time, right? So that's um, one of his points. And that actually gets uh, corroboration by the modern scientific research. So yeah, you're doing, you want to be doing the strength and conditioning stuff. That's why a lot of athletes in all sports are doing like the weightlifting, the cardio, the stretching and stuff. I think they're not doing as much stretching as they could be. Um, but it is 
uh, really important. So if you end up liking some kind of like yoga, yoga class or whatever, take it. Because I, I felt like that's really helped me as well. Ryu Ken. Coach Raul, what's your preference for dealing with opponents underhook from half guard uh, when you're on top? Um, well, you can, it, it kind of depends how they move. I mean, you can, you can actually kind of turn, so if they got this underhook and you can, you can get your overhook, right? You can kind of start turning towards them. You can go for a double wrist lock. You can start going for a three quarter Nelson. Um, you, you can actually yeah, do like a chancery type move or three quarter Nelson type move, uh, where you can start neck cranking them. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot of things you can do. Uh, it just depends on how they react. Loyster, what age do you think is too old for a beginner looking to be scouted into a university team? Um, I think it's just the eligibility requirements, right? There's their, um, there's like a different eligibility, but no, I mean, if you have the ability, then you can then do it. Go for it. Because yeah. uh, was we even had a, a movie that just came out right about the 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 man who was like in his what late thirties and got into uh, our the Rams uh, professional football team and was very successful. Um, so it's a true story. Shinhee. Luta, Luta Libre is highly influenced, has, is, oh, is, is highly influenced by catch wrestling, but a different art. Luta would be more close to BJJ, but it has some aspects of catch wrestling. Right. Um, yes, this is true. So, um, but yeah, like if you look at it today, it definitely looks a lot more just like Nogi. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we can get our resident expert from, from Rio um, you know, Chiago, we've had him on. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, living in Rio, whose uh, training partners include all the big names in jiu-jitsu. And uh, he's also a historian so, and an anthropologist. And so um, we've had him on talking about luta and uh, the differences between luta and judo and jiu-jitsu. And uh, hopefully we can get him on again because um, he has a lot that he wants to be sharing with you guys, but we just have to schedule a time. So, Thea D. Hello, why didn't Dustin Poirier bridge to roll the Brazilian, forget his name, off and reverse instead of staying in guard and getting in guard, getting grounded and pounded? He pulled him in instead of could have bridged he chose to stay in guard and keep his legs wrapped around him yeah that's the thing it could that could even also um be like an endurance thing a training thing right because this is a thing where it's like uh, what we're seeing is like brazilian jiu-jitsu is so popular it's become kind of like part of the mainstream idea where people think like oh i have to be doing brazilian jiu-jitsu and um so then you start competing how you train so could have been a fatigue thing where he kind of then just uh, settled into guard, and um, you know that was it. It wasn't. It could. It might have just been something like that. Ryuken Oliveira is sick. One wrong move, and Poirier knew that he would be caught. Ambrosius Blem, 
I am a luta libre guy, and believe me, although it is heavily influenced by BJJ, they were the only opposition for decades. There is a huge emphasis on takedowns and top game. Yes. Coming from a luta libre guy. <laughs> he, put a, he put guy in quotes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so again, ultimately, it, it is a different style. Um, but doing another thing you know maybe with it's becoming like um like more popular that um like people in the different martial arts are starting to do the different strength and conditioning things um but yeah which, which i think is amazing is that uh, we have one of the best to ever do it talking about these ideas back in 1890 so um, that's pretty amazing and he also again he says that you know these other <clears throat> other trainers and coaches are not doing these things basically so that's why he wants to kind of share his expertise with people and let me get a drink of water real quick all right thank you for uh, bearing with me or whatever so uh, Marcus, if he's still watching, I mean, hope, how's everyone doing in England? Let me know. Um, hopefully, you're still watching. All right. Um, yeah, definitely miss training in in Wigan. You know, maybe we can get back there sometime soon. You know, we'll, we'll see what's going on with all these different um, like travel restrictions and whatnot. Seems like a lot of the travel restrictions are are uh, coming back. Uh, we even have what in Australia right now that. A tennis player is being detained because uh, I guess they didn't get all that stuff cleared with regards to uh, the COVID exemptions and all that. Ambrosius Blem, I consider myself a catch wrestler, although my training has been mostly in luta. I like the World Alliance. Marcus James, you can always stay with us. Actually, Marcus, what, what part of, like, do you live in Lancashire? Oh, yeah, you said you, how far away do you live from Wigan? Ambrosius, what is the name of the book on Tom Connors? So the, the book that I was um, quoting from by Tom Connors is, it's called The Modern Athlete. So it's pretty interesting. It's called The Modern Athlete, you know, written so long ago, because um, we would, consider it you know we consider that like ancient times or whatever you know so long ago all right marcus 25 minutes away so oh that's great yeah that one of the things um uh that is written in the book by tom connors as he mentions like he actually makes a big a big list about uh, not everyone, but quite a lot of the wrestlers that he beat, or at least he competed in. He does mention that, uh, you know, he has lost and whatnot, and he, you know, mentioned some by name. Um, but uh, one person, so thinking about the snake pit, um, you know, it's actually in uh, this area called Aspool. And um, um, Tom Connors mentions... Uh, somebody from there too so it's really interesting to once you if if anybody ever gets a chance to go visit that area uh to make sure you travel you know try to look around and see 
um, you know, Bolton and all these areas nearby, uh, even the bigger cities nearby like Manchester and then on the other side, uh, Liverpool and all that. You can kind of get an understanding of the region. So then when you, when you read these books, that's one of the things that I, I do like um, seeing is that when I, when I read some of these old books and they mention these different uh, locations and I can at least picture it because, you know, maybe I passed through there or, or been there and uh, so it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, it really makes it come, come alive. Uh, Marcus James, we have the Snake Pit World Championships coming up in June. All right, so are you going to be competing, Marcus? Also, let me see, Ambrosius Blem, Tom Connors, Connors, the modern athlete. So it's, it's not Garner, so Tom Connors. Thea D, have you heard of the Jamaican catch wrestler back then? Um, I believe so. We should probably try to do something about that history. And also even a little bit about um, about um, you know, Billy Riley. I think um, he deserves a good looking after, or at least uh, uh, helping people to remember the stuff he did because a lot of times his students, a couple of them get a lot of the, the, the spotlight and you know he's really the one that uh, made these people into who they are so he definitely needs um he definitely needs a lot of uh, well, a lot of credit marcus james we have the international intensive training week coming up soon all right we definitely have to look into that maybe we can kind of share about it too so everyone uh can can at least know about it ambrosius have you heard of Glima? Yes. Marcus James. Yes, I'm competing again. All right. Very cool. Um, do you think, Marcus, if you could, uh, like, were there were any of your matches posted online or on YouTube or anything? And please send me the links. If if they are, you know, if they're available, you know, I'd love I'd love to see them. Yeah, you can just uh, message, um, yeah, any anywhere, really. Were there any legit Mexican catch wrestlers? Me. <laughs> um, no, I was, I was born in the United States. Um, Shinhee, catch and luta and luta. Has no boundary so on submissions where BJJ bans so many subs, restricts students from practicing leg locks. And if I had the choice, I'd want to learn catch and luta over BJJ. And unfortunately, Shinhi is in a is in you know New Zealand, so they have primarily jujitsu stuff. Marcus James, yes, okay, I will send them on Facebook. Thank you. Shinhee, here in New Zealand, there are no catch or luta, nor luta. BJJ is monopolized, has monopolized grappling here in New Zealand. Thea D, represent, lol. <laughs> All right. 
Wow. Okay, so just to recap, we're talking about Tom Connors and his main points for uh, success. And so he talks about catch wrestling in particular. So a catch wrestler should still have understanding of other grappling styles. So he talks about this after he actually does a little recap on the different rule sets of a variety of martial arts or a variety of grappling arts. So he says, you know, to be successful, a, a catch wrestler should still understand these other styles. The other thing he talks about is gameness. So basically, you know, showing up, uh, you know, you know, getting in there and actually doing it, doing the work, doing the the competition, um, you know, going for it, right? Acting, you know, doing it. Um, then the other thing would be science. So you can kind of think of that as a technique. And then the other thing was endurance. Uh, he all, he often mentions, um, you know, like he liked the, I think the speed walking or the running and all that. So um, stuff like that, doing the cardio, doing the strength and conditioning stuff. And then uh, the last one was the mindset, right? The cool, clear head, the way he, the way he writes it, right? So um, having that mindset. So yeah, one of the things could be like, so when we talk about what's the difference between gameness and that cool, clear head idea or the, the mindset. So, I mean, maybe you can be, I think we kind of touched on it before where it's like some people maybe force their kids to do stuff. And um, uh, so they're, they're physically there right, at the competition, but then mentally it might not be there, right? So they might uh, show up to do the activity, but you got to have uh, that, that the mental aspect behind you in order, in order to uh, perform well and also basically to perform for a long time as well because um, you have to understand better where it's like if you have a good tech if say if you have technique and you don't have this uh this calm mind then you know you might just get beat you might get overpowered by someone you wouldn't know how to counter uh if you you know if you get overwhelmed and whatnot so uh you got to have that that cool clear head right right so that that's one of the aspects or that's one of the differences right so it's, there there's more to than to just showing up right there's more to it than just that Yeah, Ambrosius Blim. It's like that's a pity talking about talking to Shinhi uh, in New Zealand about how there's very little. Um, it was like you know it's mostly jujitsu, uh, but yeah, ha have us over. <laughs> We're happy to go over to New Zealand. I wonder if uh, New Zealand is allowing any anybody from the United States over because we're just struggling with the whole COVID thing. Um. All right, uh, in Ambrosius, uh, the Kimura is called Americano and Luta Libre, one of the hints towards the American roots and with English roots, right? And so, kind of one one way to kind of recap with that is the whole idea of where uh, Tom Connors, uh, after beating Farmer Burns, uh, again they work together a lot. So. Um, even doing some different entertainment shows and whatnot. So they did end up spending a lot of time together. And so then uh, Frank Gotch told or kind of talked about um, Tom being like his like Farmer Burns coach. And then 
Frank Gotch then said that Martin Burns was his coach. All right. So uh, you can see this, this, the, how the lineage then uh, progressed. But from, you know, from Lancashire that we got the Tom Connors uh, being born there and then, uh, you know, doing tons of competition in England, coming to the United States and then kind of uh, uh, training Martin Burns from there. What is I'm Brogius? What he beat Farmer Burns? Yeah, yeah, he beat him. And I believe the first time they met to compete, I believe they did a three round or three match uh, thing, and he he beat Farmer Burns all three times very fast. Let me see. It wasn't even like a. And then I think they met uh, a while later, maybe like a. Maybe a few months later or something, and uh, he got he beat Farmer Burns again. Uh, I'll have to, I'd have to look back in the book, though. Uh, but, yeah, he totally uh, destroyed. Oh, yeah, my next customer was Martin Burns. It doesn't have a date right here, but it says, My next customer was Martin Burns, the champion of Iowa, whom I defeated in three straight falls. Nine minutes, first fall. Beat him in nine minutes. Seven minutes, beat him in seven minutes in the second time, and three minutes. <laughs> so the time just decreased uh, every time. So Martin Burns put up a, a good fight. Uh, <laughs> they put up a good fight for a good nine minutes the first time, and then um, it was probably just um, demoralized, especially by the last the last fall was only three minutes. Uh, so that was it. It's probably enough to impress Martin so that Martin was like, uh, I got to learn from you, you know? <laughs> so that, that's the other thing that I, I definitely wish there was a little bit more of because I totally, uh, you know, beat a lot of people and um, in training. And then they do talk about like, oh, you know, since... So like I'll, I'll roll at a different school and then I teach at an at a MMA school here in Los Angeles, and uh, some people have had that mindset and they come to take my class. I don't necessarily go to another school to try to get students or anything like that, but um, you know, they but then you'll have some people who have the mindset where it's like, oh, I do jujitsu so that you know you you beat me over and over, but. If I do more jujitsu, I'm gonna eventually beat you. That that's another attitude that I've seen as well. But I wish we can get more more people doing the catch wrestling thing. Do Ken? Actually, no. You, oh, there's a few. Oh, you guys are commenting real quick. Okay. Do Ken? Uh, Coach, your video with the double wrist lock throw is a great high percentage throw for me, especially when it's unexpected. Sometimes I still get the throw if I if I miss posting at their foot angle. Great. Sounds great. Wow, oh Ambrosius Blem. Wow, that's crazy. Was Farmer Burns in his prime? Yeah, definitely. Before he met Frank Gotch even. Um, Shinhi Ambrugius Duluta school practice the leg lock. At what level did they teach leg locks? 
Jonathan Jimenez, man, we need to do, we need them demos to show the world. Yeah. Actually, speaking of demos, um, I found a, um, a hard drive with a lot of our uh, seminars on there. So um, I've, I think I started, well, I think I, I shared one, a clip of one uh, on our social media, uh, but I'll be putting up longer clips uh, for those in our membership site and also for those who are have a membership to our YouTube channel. So um, I'll be including those in both locations. But for those of you who want to become, uh, you know, like students, you know, then you go to our uh, catchwrestlingalliance.com, our CWA Academy. Uh, we'll start including, I'll be, actually I started to upload those and I'll be giving uh, students access to those uh, very soon. I didn't know I had that actually. I, I thought that that hard drive only had match footage, which is, you know, we've already posted um, you know, years ago. So, uh, I didn't know we had this extra stuff. Right. And so then if you uh, want to become a member of our YouTube channel, right, then you can join at that, at the, the second tier, the medium tier, then you can get access to those. I'll be uploading those after I edit them. Uh, but I already have, I believe one up there, at least one is uploaded. So I'll, I'll definitely, um, uh, make that available to those members right away. There's no real, um, not like it's set up as like a regular YouTube video. It's just, you just get to see us teaching um, uh, uh, people in Singapore. And Jonathan Jimenez. Don't forget everyone to check out the Fujiwara Cradle Guard Break with Cool Submission Setups. Oh yeah, so uh, one, of the, one of the videos that we did a few weeks ago with Jonathan um, is the Fujiwara Cradle but we also have uh, that as part of our latest offering from our um, our website. So it's called the Pressure Pass System Volume 1. Uh, there we have a lot of different ways to uh, use a cradle. If someone, if you're in, no, in a no-gi situation, you can use a cradle, uh, get out uh, to pin the person, but also we have several submissions neck cranks, leg locks in there, different kinds of variations uh, from when when someone's closed guard, right? And kind of starting with a cradle uh, to counter, right? So that's up on our website as well. Uh, I keep on forgetting to kind of talk about it, but it's really great. Ambrosius. I would like to watch how catch. I would like to show catch like WWE because the show of these old destructive throws and slams. Ryu Ken, throws are a great tool to avoid landing in guard and having to deal with high-level BJJ practitioners guard. Yeah, yeah. If you can, uh, yeah. That's just that's right. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think uh, uh, there's anything else that we can uh, we have to say. It's like that's pretty much it. It's. Uh, if you do the throw really well, then you usually land past their guard. All right. Okay, so we're nearing the hour mark. So I think, um, actually, I think you guys, if you have any more questions, I mean, you guys are having a lively chat, but we'll probably uh, start to um, shut it down. Oh, Ambrosia. Okay, great. 
and Bridges Blim, Cradles, love them. BJJ guys who always ball up, hate them. <laughs> and then Jonathan Jimenez, uh, it's like, yeah, they do. And Marcus, oh, yeah, thank you. So you just sent the matches. I'll definitely take a look at those. Really excited to see that. All right. Okay, so um, consider at least subscribing to the YouTube channel if you're watching this on YouTube um, uh, or subscribing wherever, you know, you hear podcasts. Uh, that, that, that's all, that all supports us. You can consider becoming a member of our YouTube channel. But if you want to become also a, a student, then consider joining our Catch Wrestling Alliance Academy at our website. Um, we're definitely. I've actually over the the holiday break, I've 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 made a bunch of different material uh, that will be um, updating some of that in some of our uh, some of the programs that we have in the CWA Academy. So for our our members, like our current members and new members and stuff. So I want to try to uh, try to change it up a little bit, modernize it. I guess uh, the way Tom Connors might say. Um, so I want to just continue making improvements. So there's always uh, uh, plenty for the CWA members. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for your support. Um, you know, feel free to ask us any more questions. I think next week we'll continue talking about Tom Connors and uh, different aspects. We'll probably talk about the the training aspect next because that's that's the very next chapter. All right. Thank you very much. We're here to help you elevate your grappling, and together we'll keep real wrestling alive.